You're listening to Lady Balls Daily. We're coming at you seven days a week with advice and inspiration to help you live your most fucking epic life. I'm your host, Connie Constantine. Welcome back, ballsy babes, to Lady Balls Daily. Are you ready to hear about the second brain? I know you are. So many of you have been writing me and texting me and tweeting me and adding me saying, let's talk about second brain. Okay, maybe not. But you're going to hear about it today, and it's something I'm really excited about, and I feel like Well, yeah, I think you're going to be excited about it, too. So uh, we are joined again by Justine Malik. She's an L.A.-based yoga and Pilates teacher. Justine, welcome back. Thanks, Connie. Thank you for, like, geeking out with me on all of this because it's so good. Oh, my God. I love geeking out on all of this with you. So good. Well, we're jumping off of last week. We were really talking about pushing past self-imposed boundaries, and I feel like this is such a good chaser to it, like everything we've been talking about Mm -hmm. this week, because it helps us do that from a physical standpoint and how it connects to our emotional side and, yeah, just capabilities of what's possible. Anywho, (laughs) um, let's talk about the enteric nervous system. There is intrinsic nervous system. I know some people call it, but we actually do have somewhat of a second brain in our gut. This is a real thing. Like gut feelings Mm -hmm. are happening. Like there's, there's a a nervous system there that is real. Yeah. Yeah. So can you explain, I know we could really go deep in this, but just explain a little bit about what that is and how it works. Well, it's interesting because when we develop, this actually speaks to also something someone I mentioned at the end of our last episode, Bonnie Mm -hmm. Bainbridge-Cohen, and she studies a lot of embryology. Right. And um, when we develop an embryo, we the first three major organs to develop are the gut center, the heart center, and then the brain. So in that order. And there is... It's not just an idea, right, that we have this brain within our gut. Like, that's how we develop. Um, and we process things through all three three of these movement centers. Um, and when we move our bodies, whether it's in a movement practice or just in our daily lives, when we consume food, when we have conversations, we're processing these things on all of these different levels. We're multi dimensional beings. So we have these different lenses through which we take this information in. Mm-hmm. Um, and different people gravitate towards different parts of themselves. Some people lead with all heart. Right. <laughs> and they are constantly, you know, you we know these people, right, who are more emotional, um, or at least they appear that way to us. You know, everything, the way they make decisions is based on emotion. How does it feel? And then there's other people who maybe will call it intuition. Maybe they call it just like gut instinct. That's how they process and make decisions. Other people are super analytical and they have to make, you know, lists or whatever their process is. It's not that any of these processes is incorrect. It's just they're different. (laughs) And I think it's fascinating that different people will gravitate towards these different choices. Or they're not really choices, right? Because it's like innate within us that that's just how our how we're wired. How we're wired. And speaking of wiring, let's just just to paint a better, more clear picture. When we say second brain in your gut, there's not an actual like brain-sized brain <laughs> inside. Not in the way that we think of. 
the brain in our head. It's more of a a connection, a connection of what would you call them? Um, Why am I like, like, because it it is, I mean, it's a physical thing, but it's not a brain as it would be a brain in your head. Right. But we have, so we have nerves. I'm, you know, I'm not the best at talking to specifically the science of how, how, what it looks like. Just in in general, just Um, in general, like that. But it is a series of nerves, connections. The brain, there are like nerves that speak to each other within the body. There's all, there's all these systems that happen within the body, within the organ bodies, like within the, the, the glands, like the endocrine system. Mm -hmm. Like there's all these different systems that are doing their job all the time. So one of my favorite concepts, like in a yoga practice, for example, when you're still like relatively still, um, in down dog, for example, you're not still (laughs) right. You're breathing, like blood is flowing, like things are happening, you know, beneath the surface. So there's always movement. And so what we're doing, at least what I like, I hope to do in my movement practice and what I'm hoping to help facilitate for students and clients is facilitating flow within these systems so that there isn't this stagnation. You know, in Ayurveda, they say that stagnation is the breeding ground for disease. This, this stuckness um, is where we get problems, you know? And so if something is coming in if it's in sitting in your gut, for example, it needs to be, it needs to continue moving. <laughs> yeah. Keep Even it if going. it's just like a terrible feeling, like if there's an emotion that's sitting anywhere in your body, sometimes they sit in your heart, sometimes they sit elsewhere. Um, there's not one particular place. Like the brain is not just the mind. I think that's where we get, these two ideas can get conflated. It's the mind is something different. Like where is memory stored? Mm-hmm. Sometimes like you'll do pigeon pose, you know, and like all these emotions will come out. Sometimes you'll do something in yoga and you'll have this memory of this time that you, you know, if you fall out of a handstand and then you're like, remember, oh my God, I fell this one time when I was on my bicycle or those kind of things. Like that's in your body. That can be that those kind of things I think are more connected to the nervous system that we're speaking about than it is just to your brain. That's a good point. No, that's like excellent. the brain in your head. <laughs> right. The brain in your head to, to differentiate from the second. Well, yeah. And it's funny because I joked at the beginning of this episode, like, oh, everybody's been texting me saying, how do I yeah. learn more about the enteric nervous system? But, you know, honestly, one of the biggest questions I do get and something that I, I think led me on my own path of exploration was how do you get into the flow? How do you connect more deeply to that, that intuitive center? How do mm. I become more intuitive? And I, so we really are addressing that. So what would you say? Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and I think everybody wants more of that. Like, how do I, how do I tap into it? And how do I trust right. it more? Right? Like I, I heard right. one, pers- one person phrased it as of like, am I just being paranoid? Or is that my intuition? <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so what would you say to someone? Like, how can you sharpen your intuition and be more in connection yeah. with that center of your body? Well, The first thing that comes to mind is the breath. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that comes to mind is figuring out where you are in space. And that can mean a lot of different things. So we're breathing constantly, right? We're taking, I think generally speaking, we take about 12 to 15 breaths a minute. Um, When we slow down our breath and take, let's say, five cycles of breath. When I say 12 to 15, I mean inhale, exhale 12 to 15 times. So a full cycle in and then out. If we slow the breath down, 
maybe take five cycles of breath or maybe seven if that feels like too long for a whole minute, there's going to be a huge change that we are not in control of. And so sometimes people manipulate the breath in a way that they extend the length of the exhale longer than the inhale. And this can help us shift into the the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the the rest and digest as opposed to the, the fight or flight of the sympathetic nervous system. Um, and so we're accessing these different parts of ourselves just through breathing. And I think it's also interesting and also just important as we explore these things that it, it's not necessary to know which is which. You don't need to know that when you're breathing or like when you're like freaked out that you're more in sympathetic nervous system than you are when you're like, okay, I'm sleeping or um, right, right. That'll just freak you or, out like, even more. Like, wait, which is it? Am I in my parasympathetic? Yeah, like, Am I it, the labels <laughs> mean nothing, I think, to a certain extent. We're not like we're not in the Sanskrit exam that you were talking about earlier. Right, exactly. Um, it's it's just the experience of being in your body that we're concerned with. So if something, some practice, whether it's breathing or doing abdominal work, like an exercise in Pilates that helps you relax or calm down like that's great if it helps you feel good great you don't have to there doesn't have to be more analysis of it than that there doesn't have to be um like oh this helps because it accessed this part this thing in within me that like now it shifted this neuron and you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be that you don't have to have the explanation no the explanation is so secondary to the experience of it so when um when we talk about facilitating flow in these systems, um, movement is such a beautiful piece of that. And so when we find sticky spots within our body, let's say like articulating through the spine, like our spine is able to be really long and, um, we can stand really tall or we can round and really curl, you know, like when we're sitting on the floor, let's say we're sitting with our legs straight and sitting up tall and we go really slowly and start to roll our way onto our back for some people, when they do that, they like go, they're really controlled for the first part. And then all of a sudden they, they lose connection to their abdominals or they, they just don't feel strong enough to go slow. And often they plop like six inches, six inches at one time. And, and this speaks also to like the waking up the neural pathways, but by bringing, by slowing down and kind of figuring out where we're moving from, we can generally start to figure out where we want to, to build more strength or where we need more support to create that sense of ease so that even if it's propped up and modified, it's still a much more easeful roll down or just articulation of the spine than it is when we're just kind of plowing through it without much awareness. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So then the second half of that is, so we're slowing down, Mm -hmm. taking our breath slower, letting things come to us more readily we're getting into intuition um, because we're more aware of where we are right so in space exactly space and that is in a literal sense like just figuring out where the parameters of your body are like where the boundary of your skin is right can give you a sense of grounding of like oh this here i am i'm here i am here you know like that's a really beautiful mantra of just i am here you can just like tap different parts of your body with your fingertips, like tap your feet, tap your ankles, tap your shins, go all the way up with your eyes closed, just tap the body and be like, this is, this is where I am. And so when we're trying to, you know, discern whether we're super intuitive or just paranoid, I think these kinds of practices are really helpful, you know, tapping into like, what do I feel in my gut? 
And at first you might feel nothing and that's okay. Um, what do I feel in my heart? You know, like these different centers within us, like what, what, what do I think, you know, in the analysis part of everything, which is equally as important. We don't want to cut it out Mm -hmm. completely. Um, but we just don't want to rely on any one of these just as if it's the only way, um, all three of them comprise who we are. All three of them comprise our processing. Um, and it's interesting how being clearer on where you are or how, like where you're moving from, like the initiation piece, um, when you're lifting your legs in the air, are you doing it from the leg? Are you doing it from this awareness of where your center is? And then the leg lifts weightlessly. That That's a different experience of lifting the leg. Right. Just like when we're making a decision, if we're, we're clear on where we're moving from, we can tap into that part of ourselves that is clearer um, because we've connected to it in one part of us. That, does exactly. that make sense? Yeah. No, it totally yeah. does. We can connect to that physical aspect of it. So yeah. the, like the, the more we connect to these individual pieces and parts of the body, like the pieces of the self, the greater our capacity to integrate them into the whole. Into the whole, so yes. So the more we feel ourselves in our wholeness the better. <laughs> right, right, right. So, and that kind of ties back into what we were saying a few episodes ago of the mind-body connection. It's not just one or the other. They're not separate yeah, at all. They're not separate. At all. So, excellent. Uh, anything else you want to touch on with this? I think we, we really covered that a lot. So, yeah, it's a good, I mean, of I course, I think it's all really interesting it, too. But... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting. It, the teaching that's coming to mind that I love mm-hmm. when I, I went through a teacher training called embodied flow, oh, right, which incorporates right. the teachings Tara, of Tara Judell, Tara right? Judell. Oh, and Tara then it incorporates the teachings of Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, um, as well. And then her teaching partners, Tara's teaching partner is Dr. Scott Lyons. And, um, he kind of layers, he brings a lot to the table, but he layers yeah. humanist psychology with, um, as one map and then Tara brings tantric philosophy and Kashmir Shaivism and there's so much overlap. And so just like I was saying, these movement centers of gut, heart and brain exist within psychology and like embryology and, you know, science. Yeah. Yeah. They exist within Tantra as well. And so these ideas that this concept that we can move from these different parts of ourselves has existed for Ever. Forever. And just um, quick, could forever. you define Tantra? So people that are like, what, what's, what's a Tantra? <laughs> so there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, that... <laughs> so there's different lineages, you know, of yoga that have evolved over. Right. And it's right. Forever from, um, from India. And so Tantra is in the same realm as Ayurveda. It's, Got it. The idea is that we are um, practicing these practices, whether like all of the technology, like meditation is a, can be put in the technology category, the, the, the movement practice, the yoga, the like eating Ayurvedically, this is like, these are tools within our toolbox that we can use to awaken ourselves, that we can wake up the different parts of the body. So, you know, you can think of it as like, so neurologically I'm more connected and I can access my abdominals or like it could be anything so that I can feel a greater sense of ease or flow, whatever, you know, you want to plug in there. All of these tools are available to you so that you continue to reach this state of awakening. You move in that direction. Right. Uh, on the flip side of all of that is a more dualistic perspective. Um, and that is uh, like, don't do this. Abstain from this. Don't have sex. Don't drink alcohol. 
be a vegan, you know, like all these things that are much more severe. Mm-hmm. And it's like by not doing all these things, you will reach maybe <laughs> this idea of enlightenment or awakening. Right. And so yeah. they're both moving in similar directions, but very different pathways. Different pathways. Yeah. yeah. And so I personally, the idea of like everything, you know, we can do to move in that direction is great. Like that idea resonates with me a lot more. But that's not to say, I mean, that one is better than the other. They're just really different. Got it. Thought. Excellent. Okay, good. Yeah, that was just yeah. a good, really good overview for anyone who was not yeah. versed in okay, that. Yeah. Um, so, and the point is too, though, that it's been around a long, long time. So we're not, yes, a lot of what we're talking about is backed by more recent neuroscience and studies, oh, yeah. but this, which I think is amazing. Yeah, exactly. That, that they these overlap things so existed much. forever. Yeah. So yeah. much. So good. All right, Justine. Okay, so uh, we'll wrap it up for today. We're going to, like, get into gut health tomorrow, kids. So (laughs) you're going to want to stick around for that one. Thanks, Scotty. You're welcome. And just quick, quick, uh, JustineMalik.com. You can find her there. And at Justine Malik on Instagram. If this is the first episode you've listened to in our series and you love it, make sure to go back. Justine's got so many excellent nuggets in the one that, ones that came before this that you can digest okay (laughs) we will see you tomorrow ballsy babes unite if you're down with our vibe make sure to go to ladyballsnation.com and sign up for our insiders newsletter and don't forget new episodes drop every day so make sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss a single one Hey there, Connie here with a quick reminder that if you are loving these interviews with Justine, make sure to head on over to ladyballsdaily.com where we have two longer ones, kind of like a little extra bonus there. So you can go to ladyballsdaily.com. You can just search Justine Malik in the search bar at the top and you're going to find two more interviews. One's called Tap Into Your Intuition and the other one is called Whole Body Awareness. Really Really, really, really good stuff. And I hope you are enjoying this five-part episode with her encore. All right. See you tomorrow.